Hey, it's Ash Safe, and you're listening to I Got Questions. This is part two of my interview with Ted, my wife's grandfather. In the last episode, we talked about being born in Poland, leaving his house when he was 14 years old, finding his way to a labor camp in Germany during World War II, getting married after the Americans showed up and freed everybody, and moving to Montreal and starting his life there. In this episode, we pick up in Morseburg, after Tad had left Montreal, where he's lived for the past 30 years. And he's gone through quite a bit in those 30 years, including the loss of his wife's life. Tad shares a few stories, including a traumatic experience that he believes led to his son's stuttering. And finally, he provides some wisdom on dealing with family conflict, how you should always take your wife's side, I already knew that one, how to get along with everybody, and the secret to living a long life. Enjoy. When, when did you leave Montreal to go to Morseburg? Well, I, I leave to Morseburg was not, not officially because we were thinking to go to, to Ottawa. Okay. I didn't know to that. To find something, yes. And we was looking all over the place to find something. Uh, I didn't want a big house. I just wanted some smaller building. And it was that time, it was very hard to get anything. And this is, you're, you're done working at CIL, Henry and Richard, they've moved out. This is much later, right? Like, they weren't living at home when you went to Morrisburg? No. And how long? They, was living, they moved out, they, they get married, they moved in, they stay in Ottawa. You know, Richard stay in Ottawa because he was going to college in, in, in Ottawa, Richard. Yeah. And he never come back. Yeah. And Henry comes later on. So you couldn't find a house you liked in Ottawa? I couldn't find what I wanted, so I didn't, uh, and uh, my sister-in-law was living close in, in Morseburg. Okay. Morseburg, yeah. And she was dragging closer by then. We was looking in Ottawa all over the place, and finally we come here, we didn't find nothing. So we bought a piece of land, and, uh, and uh, my sister-in-law was living close by, so says, hi, why don't you come and live? But I didn't expect it to sell my house so quickly. Yeah. So when I sold my house, and then after that, the guy wants to move in. I says, I want, I bought it, I want, I want to move in. So I have to just look for something. So I have to come in quickly, but I couldn't find nothing quick. Yeah. So I have to just go and live with, uh, with her sister for, uh, for a couple of months. Okay. The house you're in now, you didn't build, did you? So they, they, uh, they bought a piece of lot and they get built. But you didn't build it. No, and I didn't build it myself. If somebody built it, yeah. I finished on the inside. Oh, like okay. There was finished mm -hmm. uh, generally and yeah. painted. But a lot of things that I, I have to do with, like uh, moldings and things like that, I have to do it myself. So. And Morseburg is so different than Montreal. Like Montreal has everybody. Morseburg. Well, I, I get out from out there. Then uh, no, it was hard because when the Le when the Levesque comes in, yeah, and everybody was trying to push the French and French and things like that. So I said, I get sick of it. I said, get out. Yeah. So I, I that's where this happened. And then was it hard uh, living in Morseburg after Montreal? Well, Morseburg is not a small town. You know, very very clan clanish. Yeah. place as a rule yeah you know all small towns are just mm -hmm. bunch of people they like uh, just bunches themselves and that's yeah. the one. It's, it's still there and you've been there how long 
Well, that's since what, what, when did I move to Montreal? 85. 85 or something, I forgot. So 30 plus years yeah. you've been there. Yeah. And you still don't feel like you're part of the town? Well, I still I feel a part of the town, but some people are okay, but some people are never going to be okay. So, you know, like I say, a lot of people go in the clans. You know? Yeah. Are you part of the community in Morrisburg? Like, does everybody know you? It's a small town. Like, if well, you go shopping. People know me around, they're okay, but uh, you know, mostly of the time I just did my work and things like that yeah. by myself. And Like, now I am... A lot of people know me now because they have to come to serve me. <laughs> It's finally your turn to be served. Yeah. Uh, and, and when you went to Morrisburg, you stopped working, right? Because of your chest? Well, I was. Uh, for a while, I was working. And after that, when I, my chest comes up, so I, I couldn't do it anymore. So I didn't want it to. But did you, when you went to Morrisburg, were you still working? Where were you working in Morrisburg, or you stopped working? No, you know, I, I, when it comes to Morrisburg, I didn't work. Okay, and then you stopped. Yeah. Uh, and if you could change something, instead of going to Morrisburg, would you rather have been in Ottawa for the last 30 years, or you're happy being in Morrisburg? Well, I don't know. No, I know, I know. No, Morrisburg is, is good enough for me anyway. It's private, more or less, and it's a smaller yeah. town. And I live here, everybody lives by themselves and not bothered, so. Yeah. Otherwise, I was gonna buy, a, if I would have a bothered mm -hmm. place, I would like to be there in Ottawa, but you know, now I'm not gonna move him too old for the, the yeah. And then after that, when I get uh, moved and settled down, my wife to get start to get sick, and I have a lot of uh, the problems with the doctors and uh, and going back to to Ottawa to the hospital and things like that. So yeah, it's it's it was a, it was a drastic time and things like that. Finally, she settled down, and then it was okay. And then uh, you know she wouldn't listen what uh, somebody said something, and then. I asked her, I warned her to do anything and thing like that, but she still could try, insisted to do anything, and, and she fell and broke her leg, and after that was the bedtime all time, so. Yeah. And then the legs get worse after that, I, I couldn't keep her at home anymore because she was mobile. Right. So then uh, they take her to the hospital. Before we start recording, I wanted to ask you about Henry. Because he told me some stories, but you were just telling me his first job was selling Coca-Cola. You were saying he used to like go to a park and sell Coke. Well, when he was a kid, you know. Yeah, not when he was twenty, but he would go and sell Coca-Cola. No, he in a was park. just a small one, you know. And it's, it's usually be, we used to go. We used to not very far from the uh, Fletcher Field. They call it. It's a big park there. Okay. There's a lot of people coming from the houses and used to go in a weekend and then they put the blankets and things like that it was beautiful grass yeah. cut and then there was thing and then some people like to make some business they brought bringing up a cook yeah. or things a coke coca-cola for sale yeah a lot of people bought it because they didn't want to go to the store, so they just get that in the park. And so that one was the little one, so he just grabbed anything and Coca-Cola. <laughs> so did you buy the Coca-Cola for him, and then he went and sold it? <laughs> well, I don't think so. He wants it anyway, but just yeah. just the heck of it. She was just... I just used to, used to, I used to, I have a picture of the, you'd be surprised how, how cute he was. <laughs> I'd be surprised now. It was now. interesting, okay, yeah. and you know, he was, has that nice suit he had, and then he's grabbing that little Coca-Cola running around. Yeah. You were a businessman back then, Henry. 
I asked Henry when I talked to him if he ever got in trouble, but he said no. Do you remember if he ever got in trouble? It was pretty good. There was no problem with him anyway. Nothing in the school? The kids have problems, you know. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't want them to do it very much outside when I was in, in Montreal. I, uh, I built a basement room, big one, and then they have a television there. Oh, okay. Everything else, they play it there. They can invite the friends there. They can play to it. And they don't have to go to the park because usually... I was to live in, a, in the front of the park there. Yeah. They used to come over the fence and then just go over there to play too, you know. But, you yeah. know, there's a rough, rough time sometimes there. Rough piece of kids was playing there. Safer, safer to keep them in the house. You see, one yeah. problem is he was stuttering then very badly. Yeah. So, you know, when the kids pick it up, so he is used to catch up, you know, and we give him a hard time. Right. He got a hard time in the school, too, you know. Because of the stuttering. Uh, the stuttering, you know. And he was stuttering because what happens? He went, uh, he was going in the, when I was going in the, my sister-in-law house. And they had a, his, his, she married a man with second year, with a child, bigger one guy. Like okay. And then he was using a, make himself a bone arrow. Okay. With the with the with the arrow with the with the things with the stick on it and the nail in it on the end of the stick on the stick and then he used to shoot against the pole you know I hit it and, and he was trying you know let me have it let me have it well he was not that strong and he was not experienced so he tried to shoot the arrow and that sh- the arrow was didn't get the post but he just sideways like saying raking shade yeah. And her uh, cousin was playing around, and she got it in her eye, just just below, not exactly in the, in the eye, but not in the damage the right. the, the sight. Okay. And then they, uh, you know, everybody was in ambulance. We had to call yeah. ambulance and things like that. And his, uh, my mother, mother-in-law, his grandmother grandmother or whatever mm-hmm. she started to scare him to death you know because he says she changed the treat him that he's gonna go to jail and this oh. and that and that kid he was, was shocked by itself yeah and you run behind the door we couldn't even get him out from there because he was so afraid that he's gonna get to, uh, to arrested and things like that that's awful and after that couple months a couple of weeks later he started to stutter that's awful that's terrible. So we call the ambulance, but you know, you have to get to the or maybe he, they took it to the hospital. It was not even ambulance, then they just put him in the car. It, yeah, put it in the car and drive it behind. The cops came. Oh, that's scary. Yeah, well, they, they just make a report. That's all this there. So yeah. That's what it is. So it was not very pleasant anyway. Yeah. But he is, I'm sorry for him because he had a, he's got a big effect on him, sin. Because, you know, when he went, then when he started to study and went to school, they keep, the yeah. kids crucified him in the school because he was laughing at him and things like that because he couldn't. He, he was for a while, he didn't even want to answer the phone. Yeah. He was afraid to, to answer the, how to talk to the phone yeah. for quite a long time. And he was quiet for a while, and uh, he had married with it and things like that, but, uh, you know. Do you remember when he stopped stuttering? Well, all of a sudden, I don't know what the heck has happened. He was <laughs> trying to do something, yeah. and he, I, was, I was shocked. He was trying to get better and better, and then he worked on it for himself. Yeah. I tried, well, like I say, then nobody was there that they could help him. 
Yeah. I was going to the doctor with him and things like that, but uh, nobody wants. He was even scared to go to the doctor. Yeah. And the doctor isn't even the right well, person. They, they didn't even know how to do it. Yeah. Nobody knew about those things then. But he is, he is uh, very good. If, uh, yeah, a lot of times, like I remember Laura used to tell me, but I, I would never, I never noticed until after. But yeah, you can't tell. Well, those things happen sometimes, you know. But I'm, I'm grateful. But, but see, he is nice, nice to this. It's pretty close to the family, to me, and everything else is, uh, you know, very, very helpful. I'm very grateful. He has a big heart. He has a very big heart. So, because the other one is with more or less different type of us. We don't have as close relationship. We don't. We talk. Yeah. For a while, they didn't. They have a problem to find themselves too. But this thing is. Uh, when when they were young, were they friends? Well, they used to have friends. They used to be friendly because I, they didn't have very much outside things. But you know, somehow, the other was big mountain things like that. You know, he, yeah. Because me and me and my brother were like that too. Like when we were kids, we were friends. Then like high school, we went like this, and then only I think after I got married. And then definitely when Ellis was born, now me and my brother are close again. He's close together, yeah. Yeah, but it went like this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and now something well, usually it's, happens it's in life. It's a time of, uh, of, uh, of, uh, of a year or time of a time when you get certain age and things like that. You got too much pride in yourself or something like that. Yeah. You think you can do it on your own, but sometimes it's always better to have somebody around. And, and you know, sometimes you're just different. Well, they are with, they're a little bit closer now, but it's still, uh, well, it's not a thing is, another thing is, yeah. sometimes women, you know, does, doesn't help either, you know, yeah. so when they don't like each other, so they oh, don't yeah. have a relationship, you know. You have to think of the whole family. Women, uh, you yeah. married somebody, and he, your, wife or your brother married somebody, and they have a good relationship, then you make those, you, they make You're you right. better. You're right, yeah. Yeah. So that's what happened with them here too. So that's another thing. But like I say, everybody have a different opinion. And then, you know, he, the first wife, he was first wife, the other one has, uh, was not very cooperative and very yeah. not very friendly person. And they kind of drive, drifted apart a little bit too. So that's and usually you take your wife's side because you live with well, her, right? I live with it. Yeah. You know, it's, it's no other way. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a natural process. Yeah. You know, because you married, you like them, you love them, and you have a family with them. Yeah. You have to live with it. You know, the outside people is, uh, yeah. is a secondary in a way of speaking. No, that's right. Because different opinion and different different things. And and someone will always become upset because they'll well, say, well, somebody you know. Somebody always don't like it, what the other one doing. So it's, 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 it's natural. Yeah, yeah. Somehow it's a life, I think. I, has, I had a problem. I didn't have very many, but... I didn't have a good relationship with her, with my wife's family either, so. Oh, your sister-in-law, too, yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. that's what uh, sometimes it happens, so. Yeah. And those things is very important, too. Did you ever want more children, or two was enough for you? Well, we had two children, we didn't want it. My wife it was not very uh, healthy when okay. she was having the second one, and mm -hmm. I don't think so we needed any more, yeah. because I said we're going to have to just stay away from it. Yeah. So far, because uh, you know we can afford it, I didn't make oh, a good yeah. money and things like that. And I says, I want them to 
to, I me mean, want to work, and I when they get two of them, I want them to get some education because I didn't have any. Yeah. Because through the war, I lost it. And then night school. Uh, after night school, I have to learn to my trade. Yeah. When I want to go to my trade, I wanted to night school. That's what that's what I was doing. So when you were doing night school, were you trying to learn English and like electrician at the well, same time? Uh, English, I was I was trying to learn then before that. But I, when I want to go to trade, you know then. Yeah. But you know, you go to school, you you have to learn, you learn both of them because you have to read the books. You That's right. To, you have to know how to answer, the, make a report, and things like that. Then you learn. Yeah. Because he was forced to do it. If you think back, maybe even uh, just in Morrisburg in the thirty years, have you seen any big changes? Have you noticed anything? In the what? Just in general, like um, maybe the type of people are changing. Well, the people are changing because the immigration is coming out. A lot of people are changing. A lot of people have different ways of living. And it's affecting Morrisburg too? Well, it's everywhere. In Morrisburg is more clannish people. You don't have a very more for, uh, foreign people. Yeah. Very not few, quite few, I guess now. But not very much. Not, uh, it's, uh, more some French people more coming in and things like that but not outside people they kind of they don't drift and in because they got no income they, they got no work no jobs because in Morrisburg is just a living town we got no industry nothing and so maybe now they're talking about that they might build something in Morrisburg in Morrisburg they were talking on a paper now they're going to build some some sort of a condominiums or something like that over there so when they're going to do that maybe they're going to be some businesses too coming in to open up something yeah. else you know but the other ways we don't have nothing much well it might uh, it might get better because like Henry's job you can do from anywhere in the world you just need a computer. Yeah, the, today, yes, today you got. The, you don't have to go anywhere. You just, you just have your own. That's it. Yeah, like I, I could do my job from Morrisburg. Yeah, yeah. 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 So if, if you know, if it's quieter and you get a nicer house, I think yeah, people are yeah. eventually That's are going what to. A lot of people doing now start to do that. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Like I have coworkers who live in like Carlton Place and Smith Falls and. They'll drive into the city one yeah. day a week, but they just work from home. So maybe Morrisburg will change well, like that too. Sometimes, but I doubt that because it usually is a little bit clannish and there's nothing. I don't say any much to to expand very much. And is there anything that's that you've seen that surprised you? Well, I usually don't surprise me very much anything because you know I just act so somehow accept the changes all the time anyway. The life is new and then uh, everything comes, new technologies coming up and everything else. You expect something new. That's a natural process somehow. It's funny. I, I don't know why I would expect you to be more stubborn because you kind of had like a tough life and you, you know, you worked hard. Usually I would think you'd be well, stubborn. I'm but stubborn in a way, certain ways, but I, I am, the, with the, as far as our people are concerned, I'm not that. I can very well, very uh, well cooperating with almost anybody. Yeah. I try to get along with, uh, with a lot of people i don't i'm not i'm abrasive but if somebody try to to make a fast at me i'm just fast enough to i don't want to retaliate but i just stay away because i remember when i first met you i was a bit nervous i'm like oh laura's grandfather and then i remember telling my family oh he's so nice and then when my family met you they're like he's so nice and i don't know why everyone is surprised you just imagine nice but i know i'm not abrasive i try to go and I understand situation because, like I say, you people, some people in your family and things like that, they come along here. And I come here from somewhere else too. I am not a rude here. 
the people that rooted here, they probably may be more abrasive okay. because they think they are special. But uh, you know, I I tolerate people because I've been working with uh, with the foreign people all the time. I've been out, I've not been only in one country. I've been like in my own country. I was in Germany, I was in France, I was in Belgium, going through yeah everywhere and and, and things like that. So I met a lot of people through that way. It's just uh, you know, if you meet someone who's ninety, usually they're friendly like you, or the complete opposite. They uh, hate everybody. No, ninety people. Ninety people is kind of few of them. <laughs> There's few. That's right. Yeah, and they're sitting on tight inside or down in hospitals or right. something or or old homes. So yeah. I'm just the one. I'm still rooming around. I don't know how long, but I'm still going around. Does that surprise you? You're still going? Well, I'm surprised I'm that healthy yet in my age. With all the hard work you've done and the pain. Well, everything what I went through and things like that. You know, I, you know. But you told me your grandfather lived long too? Well, my father apparently lived 191 years old. So I don't know, 90 years or whatever, yeah. something. Yeah. He was the older guy. I remember him. He used to buy, my father used to give, buy him tobacco and he used to smoke the tobacco in a pipe. So okay. He used to, when I go visit them, so I just see my father buy me a backpack of tobacco and I give it to him. Like a present? It was a present for a grandfather. Next time, should we bring you tobacco? Uh, well, <laughs> Instead well, of candy? I was not chewing, but he was smoking. I, I never smoked then either, so that idea I smoked. I changed it late. I smoked some and I stopped. I get when he was born. Mm -hmm. No, Richard. When he was Richard, Richard was born, he was uh, not very well. So he couldn't breathe very well, have a problem. So I told my wife, okay, put the candy on the table, I stopped smoking. Yeah, smoke? I said, nobody believe it. That you just stopped? One, uh, one day, I just say no more, and yeah. I never touch it again. That's the only solution, the only way to, to stop it. Just to stop it? Yeah, because if you say, I got only one, and I got to make another one, no, if you stop, you stop. Then one week is hard. After that, you don't bother you anymore. Do you remember it being hard for you that that one week? Yeah, it was hard for for you know. It was kind of different, but I I said I eat. I, I had something to eat, either fruit or so, or candy or something yeah. like that. Something in your mouth that you always busy with it. If I get about the cigarette, because you need to put something to yeah, replace well, it. You have to do something to to just preoccupy your mind or something like because usually that comes from my head. Yeah. You want to smoke? Uh, well, I want anything to do. I'm just gonna have a smoke. Now, see, this was kind of fun. You have some good stories. We didn't even... The story was, was all story, but you know, everything is, is not very pleasant sometimes, you know. I had a hard time. But, but you didn't even talk about when you made your own skis. Oh, skis? Yeah, skis. Sure, I made my own. I was not very hard one, you know. I had it, you know, I was in a bush. I went just uh, get a piece, a piece of uh, ash or something, I split it. Mm-hmm. And then, then the center, you know, you open up center. They didn't make them as long as. And then you just cut them out and use the double handle things. They used to have that. To like shave it? Shaving. They have those things, you know, like a, like a vice. They put a clip on it and okay. you would hold it with your feet. Okay. And you just shave it and shave it and shave it until you get it there. And then it's in a, in a thing and on the bottom I shave it very hard, more. So I, I put the thing in a, in a, in a, in a fire in a, in a, in a, or a boiling water like that. 
yeah. and just put it inside between thing and pull it down and oh, to get the bend yeah bend and just tie it on the bottom leave it for a couple of days and after that you when you take it out you will tie it from one end to the center and you go over the fire uh, open fire and just burn it just not burn it burn it but it's just heated up very high and that thing stays forever it never the wood just stays i didn't have a shoes or anything yeah you just make a piece of frame uh, ring around with piece of leather and you stick your feet and you just go did it work you just walk upstairs you just try to go like this yeah like a v yeah and then when you get up you turn down and just go down and it worked this works it's no here. it didn't work professionally you can no yeah much anything yeah. but at least you get it and we used to make a little jumps too you know pile up of snow and things like that and then you go up and jump it's a miracle you're still alive with making your own skis and jump no helmet obviously nothing well, the helmet didn't exist it didn't exist, yeah. didn't, didn't exist. Yeah. unless you hit a tree well you have to be careful about yeah. that yeah that's the only thing with trees yeah just go on the open field and did, show, did someone show you how to make the ski how did you know no this things you know i don't know somebody tells me my mother my father was a, a, a carpenter but you know he was building houses but i have little idea of how to work with the wood and things like that so i have some tools too so i just try to make something my, my father uses my mother usually because I used to rip my pants and everything else. Okay. I was I was climbing out trees and everywhere in my my neighborhood. There was no tree I didn't climb. <laughs> Even the poplar. How did you did you just bare hands or did you have a rope or something? Nothing, no rope. You just go yeah, like a uh, monkey. You just just go up. Uh, and now here you never see anybody climbing a tree. Kids don't climb trees. Well, nobody needed to do it, you know. So yeah. you just cut them down. I'm sure if we saw a kid climbing a tree, we'd call the cops or something. <laughs> well, we we didn't have nothing, no no entertainment, nothing. You have to do, you provide something yourself. You go and have make your own skis, like I say, and you just go skiing. Did you ever hurt yourself? Have you ever broken any bones or anything? No, no only once I fell off the tree. Then thing, you know, I was climbing tree and. It was a uh, cherry tree, and then, you know, you go in cherry tree to pick up the yeah. fruit. There was a little branch on it, and then it was, I said, it was not dead, no, it was cut off. And I was getting, I was getting on it so many times, it didn't bother me, but apparently I get grown up a little bit, <laughs> yeah. and get heavier. When I get up, I grab myself up, I want to try to pull myself up, I just yeah. then break, break. I fell down on my back. I have to stay there for a while because I couldn't breathe. Oh no? Well, you know, I hit my back and yeah. that knocked off my breath completely. So I have to lay there for a, for a while under the tree and then after that I gathered my bones and <laughs> walk. But my back was sorrowful because I hit the tree, a, a root on the, on the knees, so it was not very pleasant. So 95 years, you haven't broken a bone, and you've climbed trees, you've done... You've put your life at risk. Well, I was, I was, you know, I was... Uh, you had the transmission on your chest. <laughs> Everything, well, transmission, that was almost deadly, but uh, I just was strong enough to hold it, though, but it just missed, and, like, I just, just grab it, but he well push it down, so I have to just slide, slide it, it on the side and get out. That was the one you got for free? 
Yeah. The car that you got for free almost killed you? <laughs> no, it was a long while. I ride it for a while. That thing never seems to be get killed. I still give it, I, I ride it, I get another one for, for free from, uh, from uh, the same people, but uh, her daughter. Did you end up selling the cars or you gave it to well, someone? I gave it to my sister-in-law. Okay. <laughs> You my brother-in-law. You gave a lot to your sister-in-law. Half well, a cottage. I, I, I yeah. just, they just suck me lots, you know. But I can, what can you do? This family sometimes. Did you teach Henry how to drive? No, like, I, do, I think so I did. Some, some did I. And uh, was he easy to teach? Do you remember? Well, they were trying to see and after that they burned my transmission too, so. Oh, you burned the transmission. And these don't seem like easy cars to learn how to drive in. Like they're big, massive cars, right? Well, he had a little car. We bought himself a small car after that. What was it? Toyota? You've had Toyota for like 40 years. Um, is there a car that you wanted that you didn't have a chance to buy? Well, I want a lot of things, but you can't afford it, so you don't just go buy. So. But was there like a I specific... Have, I have two Buick, Buick 1 and a Buick 55. And then I, have, I bought a Chef. If you still had those cars, you'd be a millionaire. Those cars are like... If you were to sell those cars now, yeah, they'd be very expensive. Yeah, well, a lot of people keep them, so... Yeah. But, you know, I just run them out and I get tired of it. I just sell them. I was liking something new and uh, I never like to keep something old. That's the problem. And even the car you have now... I don't have it no more cars. But when you did, it was like brand new. The, the doctor, doctor, the doctor told me not to drive anymore. So are you gonna get a scooter or no? Well, I was thinking about it, and then uh, maybe I would go get it. But I supposed to go get it in the fall. But I'm gonna say, while fall is coming in, I can drive it anywhere, around it anyway. So I, I might just go wait until uh, springtime. I might be dead by the springtime. You never know. So. So you should enjoy it now and go get one <laughs> and drive it now while you can. Well, I'm not I'm enjoying my life anyway, so I'm oh, that's good. pretty good. I'm just, I'm just a little bit old now and then when you get 95, 96 years or closer to 96 now, so. In a few weeks, yeah. So then, uh, then uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's heavy. It's, it's a long time, you know, stretch. I'm lucky I don't feel bad. Yeah. I just feel healthy for the good. I'm still doing my work. I still cut my grass, just go around. I have a self-propelled machine, but I just take it for exercise, you know. And I, I'm doing exercising. Every morning I go to the basement, I have a bicycle. I still go paddle for a mile, for five miles or something like that. Just to get my 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 legs a little bit loose and things like that. They hurting, but but you know when you sitting and more they get more stiff and tired. And then when you exercise a little bit, they just get loose a little bit. And you still write your weight every day? Yeah, in your book. So you bike as much as I bike every day. Yeah. You never have the urge to just say, you know what, I'm gonna just go to Florida for four months. No, I, I never had a, the urge to go to Florida. You see, a lot of people have experience they go to Florida that they get sick. Because I know a lot of guys that they, that they went to Florida a couple of months later, they get sick. So I don't say, what the heck I going to do in Florida? I don't need it. I can watch on TV, it's something. Yeah. I have a good environment here. And You're happy, there's no point. I'm happy, I don't. You, you know, besides, I am not very rich and I just have enough money to keep myself in the, in the shape. And I don't don't want it to starve or anything like that. I go to Florida, then I have to save again something. Because right now I think like, oh, if 
if I ever make it to 95, I'm just going to blow all my money and go uh, travel. I, I have somebody else to give it if I have left. If I make it to 95, I you would... always help a little bit when you get something. You know. My my uh, my life is, uh, is uh, gone to the end anyway, so I want it or not. It's a natural process. I am not worried about it or don't scare about it. I just doing whatever I can yet and try to busy. The other ways, if you don't keep busy, you just get, get slow and then you just tie down slowly. Like that, I'm still going. So you think your daily routine is why you're still? Well, it's, yeah. a, it's a usually routine, yeah, but I am still busy. And then if you think about it, you have to put yourself in in a, in a position that you don't want to do anything and just die away. No, I don't. I just try to do whatever I can. If I won't be able to do, I'm going to get help. Right. Okay. Thank you, sir. Thank you so much.